So today we have a testimony from Natasha and Don Phillips. This is a wonderful testimony from a couple who was blessed in marriage pretty recently and they share a, a story that is pretty vulnerable and pretty pretty inspiring and encouraging I hope for everyone especially if you are in the maybe 28 plus 30 plus 40 plus years uh, age range I think this will be especially inspiring and encouraging for you we really wanted to share real testimony from a couple that has been through some experience and and experienced some discouragement or maybe something that you're experiencing right now so we really wanted this this to be the encouraging testimony for you guys and if you want more content like this I really want to encourage you to join the MatchNet program you can go to bfm.familyfed.org slash MatchNet to join that okay so check it out enjoy take care so we're gonna be talking about the matching but specifically the preparation you know leading up to the matching what we did before we got matched and just the yeah how we got matched at the end um, and we're dividing up our testimony I'll be focusing more on the vertical preparation while Don is focusing more on the horizontal. So yeah, I'd just like to start off by giving a little bit of background about us. So Don can talk more about himself later, but just very briefly, uh, my name is Natasha Phillips, originally Shellen, that was my maiden name, and I'm German-Austrian, so full European. I lived in Europe for the first seven years of my life and then moved to uh, the tiny country of Lebanon in the Middle East where my parents are national messiah. And uh, most of my life, I actually grew up uh, living quite isolated. We were the only blessed family in the whole country. So that just gives you an idea of like my basic uh, upbringing and background. Um, yeah, so let's start with the, the testimony. Um, so for me, it starts with the question of the vision, right? Like, why did I want to get blessed? Right, why did I want this? Um, growing up, I didn't have a lot of examples of the blessing, right? I didn't, I didn't grow up around other blessed couples or blessed families. So my example was, was my parents, mainly. Um, and I loved to watch them and their relationship and especially their passion and their faith for God and living for others. You know, as people who are doing mission work, they're very invested and you know, taking care of other people, educating them. And um, I just was really attracted to that kind of life. Um, and through their example, you know, I felt I want to have that too, right? Um, I grew up with a pretty strong faith, I would say, in God, knowing, um, you know, God is my parent and he loves me. And uh, it's at least on a conceptual level, maybe not deep in my heart, I still had, I guess like everyone does their own doubts and questions, but um, you know, overall, like I had a pretty good, I thought, understanding of God. Um, so that was really the, the basis for me wanting to get blessed, you know, and wanting to continue this lineage that my parents started, right? With coming from true parents. Um, and then my faith grew with a couple of workshops I did. I went to Germany and to Austria once, uh, when I was 16, 17, did a couple of uh, harp workshops. And uh, finally, when I was 20, I went with my mom to Champyong. That was my first time going to Champyong to Korea. And we did a 40 day workshop. And during that time, you know, I got to interact with other VCs. Um, I got to understand and study the divine principle together. and. Uh, I felt, you know, through prayer conditions that I was doing, you know, okay, I'm really faithful, I'm really connected, 
now I'm ready. You know, whenever God calls me, I'm ready to go to the blessing. Right. So this was me at 20 years old. You might think like, oh, you know, you're still pretty young. And uh, I, are you sure you're ready? But I don't know. I just had this kind of faith. So I didn't think very practically. Uh, it was more just, you know, I want to receive God's blessing. Um, so it was just a few months later, actually, that there was an announcement that true parents were going to do a matching and it might be the last one. There was, during that time, it was often like, you know, this could be the last one. This was 2009. So it was actually just, you know, as it turns out, a few years before true father passed away, right? Um, so we, we had very short notice and I only had like a week or so to decide. There wasn't even time to do the seven day fast completely beforehand, but I said like, okay, I make this commitment. I told God in Champyong I'm ready. So I signed up, you know, uh, and I went to Korea and uh, I did end up getting matched by true parents at that time and received the blessing, uh, you know, within a few couple of days of getting to know my partner. Uh, but unfortunately, although I came into this relationship with very strong faith, my partner did not. Um, he was 19 and as it turned out he was quite unprepared um, for what the blessing really means, you know, and being able to accept anyone and having that faith in God, you know, he started to tell me like, I'm, I'm doubting my faith. Um, so it was a very painful experience. Like after several months, we were, we were in a separate country, so we didn't really meet in person, but after several months, you know, he emailed me and then, uh, said that he wanted to break it off. Um, and that, you know, experience, of course, really, hurt me and uh, I didn't want to accept it for a while. And it was, it was kind of a shock to me because I guess you can say in a way I was, I grew up a bit naive. Um, since I didn't grow up around other second gen, I didn't know that there are some people who are not as faithful as me. It sounds a bit silly, right? You think what a silly girl she is, but I guess because I grew, grew up so far away from it all, or maybe it's just a human thing where you can't think from other people's perspective so easily. You think other people think like you do, you know, I was like, how can somebody break this? You know, like it's the most important and precious thing. Right. So yeah, it took me some time to get over that. Um, and yeah, it was, it made me think, you know, like the faith in God comes first and if I go through this again, you know, ask my parents' help to find someone, the first thing I'm going to ask them, you know, how was your faith in God? Like, that'll be always the first question I want to confirm. Um, and so I took several years, you know, I focused on developing myself. I graduated from college. I started my teaching job. And uh, then uh, I joined OLT, which is a training program similar to GPA or STF, uh, but in Australia. And I did that for two years. Um, this was the time that really helped me develop my relationship with true parents. Because up until this point, I was a lot more close to God than to true parents. I have to say, like, it was a bit harder to connect to them. I didn't have much, you know, in-person uh, connection. I didn't grow up getting to see true family or anything like that. So they felt very distant to me. Um, but during these two years in OLT, I could develop myself a lot spiritually and uh, understand the divine principle more deeply. Um, also, it helped me gain a new appreciation for the blessing, you know, and I wanted, I, like I pushed my parents, like I, I really want to get blessed. Um, and so at this point, like I'm in my mid twenties 
And, you know, my parents are looking actively. Uh, I had like a profile on the website and it's, it's a bit slow because also, you know, my parents don't have so many contacts. I mean, they have to look always for people outside because there's nobody in the country, right? Um, and yeah, it's hard when you're not in a community, like a big community, you don't have so much support, but they still did their best, especially my mom. She did a lot of conditions for me, um, you know, and I joined her sometimes and eventually like, yeah, I talked to some, somebody, um, there were a couple of people that I talked to, but um, each time um, it ended with disappointment and didn't work out. And I lost a little bit of hope each time, right? Especially when one of them told me, you know, you're getting old. So if, if you don't accept me, you're probably not going to find anybody. Um, but I was like, well, you know what? Being honest, if that's how it's going to be, then I'd rather just stay single so than get bust to you. Like, that was maybe really harsh, but um, that was my, my stance. Um, because I had to be honest with myself, you know, and it was it wasn't so much the external stuff that mattered to me like which country they're from or you know i'm ready to learn a different language or um you know to be able to adapt myself to different situations but i still had certain values and characteristics that i that i wanted you know in, in my partner um you know i didn't want to compromise on certain things right they, that we shared same core values and things that was really important um so Anyway, there was like this time period when I started to really struggle and think, you know, maybe I should just live by myself and that's okay. Um, I could I could serve God in other ways by being like a missionary in Africa somewhere, or you know, <laughs> I could I could have a different life. Maybe God doesn't mean for me to get married. You know, it doesn't work out for everybody, right? Um, and I thought maybe that's okay. I also, you know, I'm really tall. I'm like six feet tall. You can't see it here on camera, but it's like gonna be really hard to find a tall guy for me so um yeah anyway but then I thought um I still wanted to try again um and the main reason was because I still you know through reading Hundeke and other things I still had this belief like God's desire for us is to have a family right and I wanted to fulfill that so badly um and yeah then thanks to not giving up and keeping up that hope. Um, eventually, sorry, <laughs> it worked out. And um, it was, I could see, I can see now that God really worked, you know, to find my husband for me. Um, so it was like my mom contacted somebody on a profile and this guy turned out to already be matched. So he shouldn't have been on the website, but then she got in touch uh, with the, was a blessing advisor that way, uh, John Abelseth, who's here on this call. And, you know, John Abelseth is actually the one, I guess, who can say, put it, brought us together. And so, so grateful to him. Um, yeah, so he shared Don's profile with my mom. And then, you know, the parents started talking and we started talking. Um, yeah, and... I can't believe like how smoothly it went, you know, compares it to all the previous experiences. This one just felt so right. So, you know, even though we could say I, could, I got blessed at the relatively late age of 29, but um, 
you know, in the end, I'm so grateful because through all the experiences that I had before, that really just prepared me for the relationship. And it made me so grateful for what I have, even though now it's been almost two years since we got blessed. But but I still wake up in the morning sometimes. And I just turn to my husband and say, wow, you know, are you really my husband? <laughs> are we really are we really blessed? You know, I feel so lucky. And I always have that gratitude. So, you know, that means I can't, I can't get mad at him. You know, we never fight. Like, I don't know how it's possible for us to fight. <laughs> so I just feel like um, all these years really just taught me how to be very patient and caring. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I think that God didn't give up on me and I'm, and I didn't give up either. And I'm so grateful for that. So I guess that's just what I want to leave you all with, you know, uh, whatever your situation is, don't give up and God will find a way for you. You know, he can work through anyone. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to my story. So sorry, I'll, I'll concede the rest of my time to my husband. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Natasha. So many, there's a lot of love for you in the chat. So much relatable. Thank you. Sharing thank so you. honest and deeply. Yes. Thank you. Actually, you, you, am I, how do I follow that? <laughs> <laughs> we even talk about the horizontal. Yes, yes, right. So when, when you think of the idea preparing for the blessing, it can sound like a very abstract idea. Like you might be completely empty of thoughts. How do you even do that? Or you might be really full of thoughts, like there's so much to do, how do I do that? Um, but really, your preparation for the blessing starts when you're born. When you start developing any kind of love or any kind of heart, then inherently you are making slow but sure steps toward being able to develop your conjugal heart and conjugal love. Um, one of the things that I needed to learn and understand was self-love. When I was young, throughout the entire time I've been alive, I've had self-esteem issues. That's just been how it's been. Um, and that was something that I really had to work through. I didn't think it was an issue. I thought that I could go my whole life with self-esteem issues after I admitted them because I thought it was humbling. I thought I could kind of spin this into something that was positive or something that didn't take away too much from my life. But it started interfering with my relationship and my ability to be matched. I mean, I, I saw the person who was perfect for me and I couldn't admit that I deserved her because I thought she was so amazing and her profile was like here and mine was like down here. And I had no, I had no idea why she had any interest in me whatsoever. And so self, my self-esteem was really getting in the way um, of me developing myself and, and having a, a sense of self-identity. So once I realized it was a problem, it's ideal to figure that out, figure out your inner challenges before the matching process. I figured it out dur during, and that was okay. Um, I was able to work through it. Natasha was able to understand it. And um, now it's something that we're both aware of and that we manage. Um, so just knowing your inner challenges, being able to communicate with them, and then your partner being able to honestly say, whether or not they're willing to help you manage it in what ways and, and being able to communicate and compromise those challenges. That's what it's all about. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Love it. Well <laughs> said. Great compliment. I don't know if you've had a chance to see in the chat while you're talking, but you should, you're a really beautiful couple. 
Amazing. Very moved by your talk and you both share. Thank you. Do you have some final words for us? I think, Natasha, I don't know if you remember this, but we had a conversation once and we were talking about all these qualities and we we're like, okay, what's the most important quality to have? And the one that I just threw under the bus was honesty. So I was like, well, do you really need to be honest if you have everything else? I mean, what, what if they break the TV and lie? Like, I was always sympathetic during the sitcoms when a character would do something like that. I don't know why, but, mm -hmm. um, but I think over the course of our relationship, I realized, no, actually, honesty is probably the number one thing because you could be not very good at anything else if you're inconsistent with, with all kinds of things. But as long as you're honest about it, you can, you can get through just about anything. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, um, I guess if I would leave with anything, it would be, um, you know, be sure of why you want to get blessed, right? Uh, be clear about that in your own heart and uh, be honest, like Don said, with your parents or your matching advisor, you know, whoever it is that you have to support you, um, you know, in this journey. And, you know, tell them honestly, like, yeah, what you're looking for and so they can, they can best help you, you know, and, um, and always uh, have faith in God and know that God loves you and wants you to be happy. So don't give up. Mm. Thank you.